Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 185 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Helga. Mm-hmm. Hufflepuff? Sure. Okay. This is the first name that popped in my head. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Carol Engelbrecht. Thank you, Carol. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, we're not quite at that chapter. I know it's the next one. Okay, so everybody, I, I like read the. Everybody, part. take a deep breath because we're not there yet for the last episode and reading from that chapter. Okay, um, I just wanted to preface that because I know that some people might be stressed out right now. We're not there yet. Okay. And so today we'll, we will be discussing the second half of chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Department of Mysteries. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to wonder oh, your yeah. way through the details. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> that was good, mm-hmm. right? Hmm, let's think about it. But before we begin, we have some... Um, conflicting news for our <laughs> weekly profit because we're not quite sure megan can you um yeah elaborate <laughs> so i saw this going around on twitter actually today that emma watson has retired from acting um but it sounds a little sus well <laughs> yes, this is what the weekly profit is it says emma watson retired from acting so i googled it and they're like I love the no. way you read that <laughs> Like just so passionately, but like, but like people are. It's very like who who did the Daily Mail did? Yeah, yeah so we're still like Entertainment Weekly. Weekly it says that um, it started trending on Thursday because of an article in the Daily Mail that suggested she would be retiring from acting in order to focus on settling down with her partner Leo Robin. Robin. 
Uh, and this says Emma Watson has gone dormant. According to her agent, the outlet reported that appears to be movie speak for she's giving up acting. I don't know. And then according to her, her manager at, um, untitled entertainment, that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Emma's social media accounts are dormant, but her career isn't also. Can we, the entire industry is dormant right now. Yeah, like there's not a crazy amount of. Things. It's COVID times. Yeah. Like very, like people weren't filming for a long time, and also, and if they were, they were getting shut down. Right, and also she is at the age where maybe she is ready to like start settling down, think about a family. Like she who has, knows what her plans are. She has her degree well, as well, doesn't she? Correct. And go, yeah. go, retire. Realistically, I she, love she you, but do need you. to work. She doesn't. She kind of. <laughs> she can pick and choose what she wants to. Amen. Really, they all can if they want to. You can pick and choose what kind of work you want to do yeah she's she she has the ability to do that at this point you know what i mean yeah yeah i was just kind of confused by the news and i didn't know your guys's thoughts on it and i was like question do they ever say that about the men that act Mm. no Hmm. think about that do you have any tea yeah, one of the only actors I can I can think of is Rick Moranis, who is um Yeah. I always think of him from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. His wife, I think, had cancer and passed away. Yeah, yes. so he had um, to take care of his daughter. But, <laughs> but like it. I'm not saying there's any issue with either one, but like I'm just saying I have issue with your only if you only ever point out like, oh well they want to go and have a family. Well, like men can step away and also from Correct. there and have a family. Like it's not just a female thing yeah definitely yeah i don't i just don't know why that is even news honestly so girl can do what she wants there's slim pickings right she uh she's made a lot of money and has that freedom to do what exactly what she wants so yep yep um, so make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Was Subscribe. That a hamburger? Um, a meatball. Oh, meatball. There <laughs> is a hamburger menu, but that's the three dots. Oh, line. that's the lines. Okay, okay, okay. Again. Um, <laughs> subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. And speaking of Swish swag boxes, um, in order to become eligible for the next one, you have to sign up by the end of April. And I know that we're getting close to that time. Um, based on when these episodes are coming out. So I'm just going to try to give a reminder each week until it's up. Yes. The end of the beginning of April. The end of April. You have all of April to join. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So as long as you join at any time in April. Deep April. Um, Deep April. <laughs> then you are eligible for the box that um, comes in July. Dude, let me just say, and I'm excited for it. Yep. <laughs> we have brainstormed already. We had already had a brainstorming session about the things that we want in this next box and the theme of it. I, this is the one I'm have been most excited for so far. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for the box. one that just came out. It's just a super cute box. You know? It really is. 
And yeah. I got I got a little piece of that today. <laughs> we'll see if mine came. I don't know. I have other mail that I mean, I'm excited how about. crazy is it that you got yours today? And there are also people who we sent Crazy. their boxes to England who got it today. <laughs> Somebody like, in Scotland so got theirs. Yeah. It's craziness. So I'm, I'm um, excited for that next one, though, too. Yeah. I wonder if it's time for the r- 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 recap. Oh, it is time, Tiffany. Mm. It is time. Okay. okay. I was wondering. That makes me think of Lion King. It, it is, is time. time. It is time. <laughs> they played that in the Lion King, the Super Nintendo game. Before you start like the first level, he's like, "It is time." <laughs> yeah, I you're love right. That, movie. that is the single hardest game of Dude, Super Nintendo. It is so I've never beaten it. It is so hard. Uh, I don't know. Nope. I think I played the one not for Super Nintendo. I don't know which one I played. Is there one for N64? Is that a gaming system? That is a gaming system. <laughs> it is a gaming First of all, I, mean, I, I don't remember what my grandma... We I don't my know if there's house. one for 64. Whichever one my either. grandma had. But I remember the music would be... I think you're thinking of the Super Nintendo. And that's just all it was. I'm going to look it up. And you were hopping on the animals. Yeah, no, that's that was the Super Nintendo That was definitely Super Nintendo. That was like the first level. I mean, we talked about why I don't play video games. So today, I today. I watched one of my friends. It, I know this is totally not on topic, but I watched one of my friends from elementary school. We were at his birthday. And so we like ate a ton of cake and ice cream. And then we all sat in front of the TV and we watched him beat that game. What? And that's the only time I've ever seen the ending. Ha! It was crazy. That's what y'all did. You watched him play a video game. I love watching people play video games. I you love watching it on people YouTube? play video games. Yeah. I watch it speed depends runs on, what it on is. YouTube. There's sometimes where people play video games and I can't watch because it will make me nauseous. I think Call of Duty makes me nauseous. Well, that's a first person shooter, so it's probably There's something that Marty plays that like I I can't even be around it. Hyrule Warriors? I don't know. Mm. Okay. Anyways, uh Harry Potter recap. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about that. <laughs> you got it. You got it. All right. Last time. The trio, Ginny, Neville, and Luna. They all hopped on some thrustholes and just flew to the Ministry of Magic because that's what normal students of Hogwarts do. And once they make it there, Harry notices there's quite a lack of security. Eric Munch, not there. Uh, they mm-hmm. basically just walk right into the place. And inside the Department of Mysteries, Harry realizes there's not just one door to explore like there is in his dreams. There's a lot of doors and they all have some scary stuff. I literally thought I'm not hiding said, behind any of those doors, Katie. So take that back. I Sarah, that would be said, that's the love room. <laughs> there's only one Dora the Explorer. And I was like, but there is. So there's only one of those people. Well, technically, <laughs> there's like young Dora. There's the older Dora. And then there's the, the live action the Dora. Dora. <laughs> True. Whatever. My cousin once I don't know Dora that much. Because her, her name is Mora. So she dressed up as Dora. So she was Mora the Explorer. Clever girl. You're a cool. Um, you're a cool. You're a cool. I was going to say something else. I know you were. I'm glad uh, you stopped. So, a shummery. Harry and company are still in the death room where Harry feels drawn to the veil, where he hears whispers. They finally leave when they realize that Sirius isn't there. And uh, this isn't the room where Harry was in his dreams anyway. So, you know. 
Um, except it's really where Sirius was in Harry's dreams. Anyways, after a knife melting door isn't for them because, you know, who would want a door that uh, melts knives? It's pretty scary. It's only unless it's plastic, but that's a whole other thing. That's also still scary, though. Harry finds the door for him mm. and they go inside. They get to the row of from his dreams or the row of his dreams. Uh, but Sirius is nowhere to be found. But there is a ball with his name on it. His name being Harry's name. So that's pretty cool. Is it? It's actually warm to the touch. I so heard. We'll get there. Yeah, no, I heard tell of that. <laughs> so we left off where Harry is um, intrigued by this veil, right? So he says, Sirius, and he was speaking directly into it. And the veil is swaying gently, quote, as though somebody had just passed through it. And I said, foreshadowing to the extreme. Ooh, I just I just got chills. Ugh. Yeah. No, this whole Are part. playing. Huh? Oh yeah, they yes. no, no, they are. They are. <laughs> I love when you sing. And Harry had the feeling that there was someone standing right behind the veil on the other side of the archway. Oh. Yeah, it's it's death. <laughs> death is standing there saying, Come on. Ugh. Isn't this nice? And Harry is gripping his wand so tightly and he's edging his way around the the dais, but there was no one there that he could see. So like the arch is in the middle and they're down. Remember, this room is like uh, similar to the courtroom that he was in at the beginning of the book. So it's sunken in. And so he's like edging around the archway and he's trying to to see on the other side, but there's nothing. So all he could see was the tattered other side of the veil. And he's intrigued. And I asked this question like right off the bat because I wonder if this is something to do with witnessing death, death like the Thestrals. So my question is... But I don't think so because everybody can hear it but Hermione. Can Ron though? I don't think he can. I don't think Ron can. Well, Ron can't? No, but I I do because I was thinking the same thing. No, because he and Hermione dragged the others away. But the, uh, Ginny, but Ginny well. can hear it. Yeah, that's, I was thinking along the same lines as you. I'm like, I wonder because we know Something. Neville, Luna, and Harry have witnessed death, and they're able to see Thestrals. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but then why can Ginny hear? Because she even seems like she's enthralled with it. I wonder if it has something to do with being susceptible to that. Well, I go, I go into talking about that, especially with a couple of. Um, uh, theory articles that I pull up here in just a minute. My my section is fairly short, so we'll get to them quickly. But I really want to save this conversation for the end of my section. Um, so Hermione doesn't think that the veil is right, and she's urging Harry to go. She sounds really scared, much more scared than she was in the room with the brains. And Harry thought that the archway had kind of a beauty to it. And then the author writes, even though it was old, which I thought was an interesting phrase to add there. Um, but he's like, it's almost like he's being enticed. Yeah. Like they're being, um, kind of like somebody has like a pocket watch and they're putting them into a trance, like come here. It's just, it's so interesting to me. And Um, here, hold Sorry. Okay. No, what? Go ahead. You, you continue. I'm just going to, cause someone said Jenny wasn't and I want to, no, she she was, was. I I have that part in here coming up in just a second. Okay. Um, so he thought it was um, beautiful, even though that it was old. He felt the urge to walk through it. And Hermione tells him forcefully that they need to go. And so Harry's like, okay. And I kind of picture him being like, okay, 
Yeah, what? Go ahead. No, say it. No, this is just really morbid and like kind of maybe a little triggering, but I wonder if okay. if, if wanna... the people that can hear it have almost like have gone through something traumatic, like where because mm. Ginny was possessed and like almost died. Yeah. So close to death. Yeah. Okay. Neville, obviously. Uh Luna, maybe with Maybe she, she was close to the explosion or something. Yeah, maybe that, with her mom. Yeah, with Possible. her mom. Yeah, no, that's a really good thought and theory. Um, because I can't. Well, Ron, sorcerer stone doesn't really count. No, I. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't, but we're like. I mean, they've all been in danger, I think, but I think being think close about, to actually yes. dying. Because if you think, like, Ginny was about to die. Oh, she was for sure about to die. And we don't know all of Neville's... History. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like, maybe he... I don't know. Maybe he escaped, uh, you know, being tortured with his parents by, like... You know, maybe Mm -hmm. they got him out just before the Death Eaters came. You never know. Anywho, um... So Harry says, okay, but he doesn't move. And he just hears some, he hears something. He hears faint whispering, murmuring noises coming from the other side. So he says out loud into the veil, what are you saying? And he says it so loudly that the words echo all around the surrounding stone benches. And Hermione is freaked out. She says, nobody's talking, Harry. And now she, there's an exclamation point at the end of this sentence. So She's saying this with urgency. She is so she's afraid. She wants to go. She wants to get away from it. She thinks that it's sinister and she's moving over to him now. And so Harry continues. He goes, someone's with someone's whispering behind there. He said, moving out, moving out of her reach and continuing to frown at the veil. Is that you, Ron? And Ron goes, I'm here, mate. And he was around the other side of the archway. And Harry goes, can't anyone else hear it? And he's demanding this. So he knows that this is happening. He can hear it. He, it's, it's probably, lack of a better word, like turning him off that Hermione is like not hearing what he's hearing. Like it's hard. He goes throughout this book hearing things and seeing things. And, and especially right before this trip, people aren't believing him. And he just, he's demanding now. He wants answers. Yeah. I... I wonder if, like, it's just because Hermione is usually so grounded and she is, like, visually um, freaked out by this. And that's probably just, like, playing into Harry's emotions, kind of like, well, usually she has an answer and she clearly doesn't because she's just, like, saying, let's move on. Something is weird here. Like this, you know, we need to get away. It's like Chamber of Secrets all over again where he can hear the basilisk in the pipes and she's like, no one's talking. Well, right. but think of also like how off kilter he is anyways at this moment in time because he's, all of his emotions are mm-hmm. running high because he's worried about Sirius and now he's headed in the past where people are like, there's nothing there and he knows how that situation ended. So like he's hearing this, his, he's already not on his normal baseline of like where his emotions are. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would be freaked out, too. Everything's running on high, and you're just going to be... Everyone's emotional. You're all going to be a little bit more, like, hyped. Not hyped up, but, like, on edge. edge. Yeah. Well, and she's... I mean, think about how... Like, I I just talked about the 
the parcel parcel tongue and she couldn't hear it and they didn't have an explanation for that and you know hearing voices in the wizarding world not is not necessarily a good thing right that nobody else can hear and so she's got that factor above her and she's like you just got to get away from it get away and so she can like try and figure it out because she doesn't know what it is i mean neither do yeah. we. um she's she's scared I, right from I mean, the bottom um, line like i would yeah. be i would have been yeah. i would have been yeah. like what the heck is this mm-hmm. and so harry's demanding of the others because the the whispering and the murmuring was becoming louder this is a quote without really meaning to put it there he found his foot on the dais so he's like stepping in he's like going for it no. and he says i can hear them too or she says i can hear them too breathe luna joining around them on the other side of the archway gazing at the swaying veil there are people in there. So Hermione at this point, she's hitting, she's hitting, hitting her breaking level. She says, what do you mean in there? And she sounded angry when she said this. So now her fear is being yeah. put off as anger. Right. And we all know that yeah. anger is obviously a secondary emotion to many I initial would emotions. Be the same way. I would be, I'd be I, like, I, I GTFO, like, let's get out. Especially when I was a child, but even now, everything scared me. So I would be freaking out yeah. and would be like Hermione in the situation and be like, what do you mean? Ah! Like, I don't, even honestly now, like diving deep, I'm like a little freaked out, even though I know like mm-hmm. I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she asked them to leave once more. And her voice, like I said, it's it sounds angry. So I pulled a few things. There's a MuggleNet article that I found that I am going to save, but I don't want to delete it out of this doc so we have it. But I, I asked the ladies if we could go more in-depth about the veil on a Felix file. And I think that's what we're going to do. I think we're going to yeah. do some research. We're going to pull some theories. If you have any good theories, um, email them to us. It's going to be one happy episode, said no Maybe one. more than one. Who knows? Um, so if you have any good theories that you've heard or theories of your own, send them our way. We'll talk about them. And, yeah, I would, I would love that. So there is a Reddit article. Of course, Reddit, you know. Everybody loves a good Reddit. Oh, Reddit. <laughs> Reddit, and so this one we i feel like (laughs) correct me if i'm wrong i feel like we talked about this a little bit last time so this user is hey johnny park one this is actually only from a year ago which is interesting (laughs) oh that's cool um so this user says first thing harry thought about this room that's that it looks like the wizengamot courtroom with the benches and around the archway instead of the chain chair so what if this room were was used by wizards to execute criminals what if this was an old room for the wiz wizengamot whizgiz <gasps> court trials maybe even the department of yeah. magical law enforcement banned this practice after dumbledore became chief warlock of the whizgiz because we know that even serious black who was believed um in killing 12 people with one spell was sentenced to spend time in azkaban along with death eaters who were also criminals working for voldemort and the only thing we know about that archway for sure is that quote the veil has been there as long as the ministry of magic itself as the author has said herself 
it makes some sense to build the ministry around this powerful artifact. <sighs> the one thing that we can compare this to ish, if this theory is going to work is fantastic beasts. Yeah. It is very reminiscent of that. Like, um, the, oh, where like, was the silver water thing? Yeah. He was, um, in a crypt actually though in that moment um we did right. talk i'm sorry That's no all. i was talking about at the at the ministry when they were going to execute tina oh okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's we, what i was talking about because that that room i mean there's no other purpose for that room except to yeah get rid of people we did Katie. talk about this last time and i did mm -hmm. read somewhere though i don't know if i found like truth to it that um the author said that this thing was only used for studying it wasn't used for execution yeah she there was like somewhere that it she said that i think in an um like an interview Some or interview, something yeah i also uh, wonder if the author says those things because sometimes it could be whatever she has formulated in her head is very dark yeah we know that the author won't tell about you know all the steps it takes to make a horcrux because it's really sickening and you know obviously we don't want anybody trying to do these things in yeah. real time life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I wonder if n not to say that was a lie, but it was maybe like a little white lie to kind of, yeah. Well, and I think too, I think because we know that she pulls from, uh, like history and like mythology and all of that stuff. So like when we really get to dive deep into it, into a, that was too many intos, um, in like a Felix files where we have the time to go and see like historically, cause I don't know historically, uh, uh if there is some type of, you know, beyond just saying like, Oh, the veil between life and death kind of thing. Mm -hmm. or if this is just like, I think there's more to it. Visual like representation. It just, of it just it. feels like there's more. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Because it, I mean, if if they were had used it in the past, because I mean, maybe like there were techniques that people use, like governments and things used to. Maybe all you got to do is get someone real close to it to get them to talk. Or if like the they were sentenced and that's Push how they were going to go. Yeah, you know where there there we know that there's ways like they used to use the guillotine where that no longer is allowed you know mm -hmm. what i mean so maybe this is just one of those things and now they're gonna try to just away yeah study it more well they torture people in azkaban anyway until they die yeah um i wouldn't put it i wouldn't put it past, i wouldn't like, put anything past the ministry I mean, of magic to be cool if, if it's super old so we know that hogwarts was founded in like the 10th century so like not, it, i don't know i don't think there's like an exact date Mm -hmm. And it said like from nine hundred a thousand AD, where Makuza, nope, not Makuza, Ministry of Magic was founded in seventeen oh seven. So, first of all, that's a long in between time. Mm -hmm. um, but also from seventeen oh seven to now, also a couple centuries. What you know? if this was like a place like Stonehenge? Was, I was and thinking they built that. it up around it. Yeah, just mm -hmm. like way back in the in the day. Because like if you think about it, why? If that, if they built, it makes sense for it to be built around that. It's not moving. Then, like, why you know would I mean? you have Hogwarts? I feel like Hogwarts is so far away from the Ministry of Magic, but, or did they, you, if they, if we take away the whole building around this veil, mm -hmm. um, 
if if that wasn't a thing, could did they just build it in London to just have that like a central location there and then a location? I mean, really, Hogwarts is just for the students mainly, but do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it on Felix Bell. Yeah. We'll have to do some research. But the the wiki says um, the veils located at the Department of Mysteries. Ooh. It seemed to be a manifestation of the barrier between the land of the living and the land of the dead that one could not travel freely between the two worlds as it was a one-way trip. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We have life. Oh, Sasa. I mean... Anywho, there was also something that I found on the internet highway that intrigued me. Was a um, interview from 2008 with the author and Melissa Anelli, and yeah, so this was from the 20th of April in 2014. So I believe that this is the author speaking right here because this is from the interview. Oh, and this is from a person online that posted this, Alex W. L. Chan. I think that's the the username. When they surrounded that veil in Order of the Phoenix, I was trying to show that depending on the degree of skepticism or belief about what lay beyond, because Luna, of course, is a very spiritual character. Luna believes firmly in an afterlife. She's very clear on that, and she feels them speaking or hears them speaking much more clearly than Harry does. Oh, I wonder if Luna can hear words rather than Harry hearing murmurs and whispers. Mm. Probably. And I wonder if that... if that's the case, if it's because like she's more open to it, you know what I mean? Well, that, yeah, that's what, and more accepting of where Harry's, you know, yeah, Harry's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, this is the idea of faith. Harry thinks he can hear them. He is drawn on, but Harry had a life that has been so imbued with death that he now has an uncharacteristically strong curiosity about the afterlife, especially for a boy of 15 as he is in Phoenix. Ron is just scared, as I think Ron would be. He just knows that something it's something he doesn't want to dabble with. Yes, you know your characters. You wrote them well. Hermione, hyper-rational Hermione, can't hear anything get away from the veil. So if you walk through the veil, you're dead. You're dead, right? That's what she thinks. Like, essentially, that maybe Hermione... This, this is what this feels like to me, is that Hermione doesn't believe that there is an afterlife. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that that was from that that interview. And I just thought that that was really interesting. And there's also a poem that I found. Where are you, little poem? But we're definitely going to be talking about this more in the Felix file that we're going to do because we have to. So the the poem is actually called um, Beyond the Veil. So I want to read that. It's by Charles Heavy Siege. How great unto the living seem the dead, how scared solemn, how heroic grown, how vast and vague as they obscurely tread the shadowy confines of the dim unknown. For they have met the monster that we dread, have learned the secret not to mortal shown. Aeon as gigantic shadows on the wall, the spirit of the daunted child amaze. So on us thoughts of the departed fall and with 
phantasma fill our gloomy gaze. Awe and deep wonder let lend the living lines and hope of ecstasy the borrowed beams, while fitful fancy the full form divines, and all is what imagination dreams. I just thought that that was weird and interesting all at the same time. You're welcome, poetry. So, Hermione grabs Harry's arm, tries to pull him away, but he resisted her. And she mentions why they're there. They're there for Sirius. We have to rescue him. And that slowly brought him back to reality. It didn't necessarily snap him back, Mm -hmm. but he slowly was like, yeah, Sirius, let's, uh, let's keep going. And so finally he says, let's go. And Hermione's like, yes, please, finally. And she led the way around the dais and to the other side of the veil. Ginny and Neville were staring at it too. So Hermione and Ron had to get both of them away. And they kind of like took them by the arms and marched them back to the stone benches. And they all clambered their way back up to the door. Quote, what do you reckon that arch was? Harry asked Hermione as they regained or as they, yeah, as they regained the dark circular room. I don't know, but whatever it was, it was dangerous. She said firmly again, inscribing a fiery cross upon the door. The wall spun and was still again. And then Harry approached another random door. Dun, 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 dun. And the random door that he approaches is locked. Like Mm. he tried to open it, throwing his whole weight at it. And then Ron is excited. Hmm? Did he knock? No. Maybe Maybe he should have. Maybe that was the polite polite thing thing to do. do. Yeah. Oh, jinx. Um, Ron gets excited though that it's locked. He's like, "This is it, then, isn't oh it?" Oh my god! I'm sorry. I just realized that I bought us coke and I left it at our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's sad. Sad. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. So Hermione, I think, is still kind of like on edge right now from the whole dais situation, and she yells at them to just get away from the door. She tries Alohomora. Oh, move over. Move over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She tries Alohomora, but it does not work. And then Harry says, Sirius's knife. I'll try that. And he runs it into the crack between the door and the wall and withdraws it and flings his shoulder at it again, but it wouldn't budge. And then he looked down at the blade and it had melted. It's no longer there. (laughs) Um, So Hermione at that point is like, Let's move on. And Ron's apprehensive and is like, but what if that's the one? And Hermione's like, well, it can't be because Harry could get through all the doors in his dream. So she just marked it with an X, which I think is smart logic, in my opinion. I mean, if he couldn't get through it, why waste your time on it? Yes, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question about this knife, because yes. is this the only time he ever tried to use it? Like, he I used it like, for Umbridge's point? office. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's at Frombridge's office. Yeah, but that's like okay. the only time I, I like, think he. Used what's it. the point of like having this knife and like it's it yeah. just seemed like arbitrary. We're like, here's a nugget of nothing. Yeah, I forgot I to use it in Umbridge's office. If he ever used the magical razor that Sirius got him, you know, to shave his face. I don't know, Katie. Probably. I want to know about the mundane. <laughs> I want to know about Harry shaving his face. And, you know. Um, so then Luna is wondering what could be behind that door that Hermione just asked. And you can tell Hermione is kind of just fed up with Luna at this point. 
Uh, or just like, she's I guess, the whole, the whole situation She doesn't want to be there. I think she's on her wits end. I think they're all, all of them are running she's on stressed. high emotions. They're all worried. So like everything's going to grate on them. And I think yeah. Luna and just grates on Hermione anyways. Um, yeah. So now it's like double. Yeah. Um, so she just like mutters under her breath and says something blibbering, no doubt. And Neville kind of like quietly chuckles. Um, and so I looked up what that locked door was and the author answers that in an interview. And I think that we mentioned it maybe in the last episode, but that is the love chamber. So that no, is no, no, Megan. That's not how you say it. Oh no! How do I say it? Is it the love shack? <laughs> love chamber. <laughs> hey, <Nick>! <laughs> <laughs> also, when we were talking about the veil, I meant to say you can't go over it. You can't you go, go through it. it. You gotta go through it. <laughs> we're going on a veil hunt. <laughs> Take That's pictures what you're saying with when you're my camera. If you want to wear one, we're going on a veil hunt. Oh, goody. we're going to catch a big one. <laughs> All right, Megan's over it. Love shack. <laughs> Tell me about the Tell love, about the love chamber. So the author <laughs> discussed this in an interview. <laughs> Um, and she said, what's in the love room? It's the place where they study what love means. So that room, I believe, would have at its center a kind of fountain or well containing a love potion, a very powerful love potion. That's love potion number nine? Maybe. Uh-huh, probably. <laughs> Uh, that's what they would have found in the love room. So you would see wizards and witches taking it. They would study the effects. The room, of course, has to be locked. So Dumbledore talks about this at the end of Order of the Phoenix, whenever they're discussing Sirius's death. Uh, Womp womp. Um, So there's a room. This is Dumbledore speaking. There's a room in the Department of Mysteries that is kept (laughs) locked at all times. It contains a force that is at once more wonderful and more terrible than death, than human intelligence, than the forces of nature. It is also perhaps the most mysterious of the many subjects for study that reside there. It is the power held within that room that you possess in such quantities and which Voldemort has not at all. Um, yes. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> no, no more. No more. Thank you for knowing what I was talking about. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I found this really cool article, um, and it is just like somebody who wrote basically like an essay, like a theory on the love room. And it is by Philip. Megan, you keep saying it wrong. The love room. I'll accept that. Uh, and it's written by Philip. (laughs) Philip. I'm going to butcher this. So I am so sorry. Definitely Philip. The last name. Bayo, I don't know. Uh, but they're from Lisbon, uh, Portugal. So this is what they wrote about the love room. Um, so this room, as it turns out, is actually the room that Harry tried to open inside the ministry but couldn't. And as Dumbledore so cryptically implies, the power that it holds is love. But how is that possible? How can a room hold an emotion? The emotion of love in particular. And how come it's locked at all times? Who goes in there, if anyone? Which I think are all great questions. 
Um, so they say, well, actually, the names of the rooms and the powers inside them are often not to be taken literally. So the time room does not hold time itself. It holds several time turners, as well as the crystal bell jar, which makes you grow younger and older in an endless cycle. The space oh. chamber does not hold space, but instead models of the planets and also enchantments that make visitors feel as if they're floating. And but, the like, death- space is in there and matter, but whatever. <sighs> Fair point. <laughs> Um, and then the death chamber contains merely a barrier between the world of the living and the realm of the dead so the love room may hold something that somehow materializes the emotion of love and not the emotion itself but still what is it so like i just read before um it's it contains a love potion a very powerful love potion the author then went on to say, you know, that the first time they ever enter Slughorn's potions class and he starts talking about Amortentia, the love potion, and he says it's the most dangerous one in the room. Well, that's what they would have found in the love room. Um, so you would see wizards and witches taking it. They would study the effects. The room, of course, has to be locked. And, you know, again, there's this thread running through the books, what love does, and it raises people to the heights of absolute heroism, as in Lily, Harry, Neville. And it also leads them into acts of foolishness and even evil, which could be Bellatrix and Dumbledore. Mm. He became foolish. He lost his center, his moral center, when he became infatuated. So that's what it does. That's what makes it dangerous. In Bellatrix, it was, as I think is clear, but I doubt that people will be particularly shocked to hear because I'm sure they've deduced that Bellatrix is madly romantically in love with Voldemort. This is, that's the obsession of her life. Um... (laughs) (laughs) so then he he went on to continue to talk about this like giant fountain of amortentia yes bellatrix prefers men who aren't nosy oh (laughs) my god (laughs) i mean i think that her husband also have to look the other way uh so you're not wrong yep um I can't with you. I love you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this giant fountain of Amortentia. So this, uh, the person who wrote this, it's just like such an interesting take anyway. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to like read it. It's just written very well. So presumably inside the love room, we would find a giant fountain of Amortentia. This fountain would be used by the unspeakables to study the effects of love and how it causes certain behaviors and actions on those who feel it and on others, as well as the magical properties of blood of love, which seem to be of a massive scale in the Harry Potter universe. So the reason the room is locked is to prevent the effects of the fountain from spreading throughout the entire ministry. And as Mm. crazy as it may seem to argue with the author who holds top authority regarding, regarding her universe, don't get me wrong. This possibility confuses me. And this is why we've already been introduced to Amortentia and Slughorn's classroom. Both Harry and Mm -hmm. Hermione are so close to the potion that they feel its effects just by smelling it. For something that is kept under lock and key at the ministry, and that is supposedly the most powerful and dangerous magical mystery of all to be showcased in classrooms, comes off as strange, not to mention anticlimactic. And also, Slughorn states that Amortentia does not recreate actual love. This makes Dumbledore's speech to Harry seem a little false. The love room does not hold love, nor does it hold something that so much as imitates love. It just has within it a dangerously large supply of amortentia. In a way, this makes sense. For love to be an extremely powerful force, it would be weird if men were able to just recreate it. 
The fact that the room contains something that alludes to the idea of love but can never actually imitate it is somewhat logical. But I, ima but I imagine, or at least I like to imagine, that if the love room actually has within it a fountain of amortentia, then that amortentia would not be a regular amortentia. I reckon the unspeakables would try to tweak the potion as they study its effects, and as such, that version of amortentia would be the truest and most powerful of them all. It just would make the effect of Dumbledore's speech stronger. If what that room holds turned out to be the actual emotion of love materialized in some manner and as such more powerful than what we saw in Slughorn's mm. classroom. So I'm thinking about this and then I'm thinking about what Lily did for Harry and how that love is that pretty much perfect protection. Mm -hmm. um, what if that is something that people know about that protection but not a lot of people know about that protection. You know what I mean? It's like a select few. What if they're trying to recreate that with the actual emotion of love, like this person says, like that would be a powerful tool in the hands of the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. It, well, yeah, I think for sure. Too, like, just having, if you think about love in the sense of like Bellatrix being so completely in love with Voldemort that she's willing to do anything like that's part of what makes this so scary is like you could have people take this and then you have like a flock of followers that are all deeply in love with you that people, are willing to do anything. People do crazy things for love. You know what I mean? Or what they believe is love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is dangerous. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I just like I really love. So like, yes, you love it. it I love no I don't but ah. I think that um I find it interesting that the author says that it is canon that there's some sort of fountain of potion but I just love this idea that like it's not normal amortentia that's why it's so dangerous mm -hmm. you know Lou, so Mary like, Sue coming in clutch with this comment my boyfriend is eavesdropping and said, quote, maybe they're trying to make subservient citizens. Oh, mm, that I would mean, be like the ministry. It wouldn't surprise. Yeah. The yeah. Ministry is biased <laughs> in and of itself. Shout out to your boyfriend. Um, yeah. Where your boyfriend at? But I, I <laughs> like that tall. idea that like almost like you're uh, any any amortentia you have it's just not outside good. of here. You shouldn't have it at all. It's not going to be as powerful or as. It's still not good, but like from the truest source, which is that fountain. Yeah. Oof. And I just think that like why at the end of the day, why lock up a huge fountain of amortentia that like clearly Slughorn could go and brew? I'm not saying anybody could go and brew it. It's a very difficult potion, but I don't think it's just that potion. No, I think it's right. stronger, but I also yeah. don't think that like you shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, the, the thing that really rubs me and I'm guessing majority of people the wrong way about amortentia and stuff is like you could you could give it to someone and it's like taking their consent away of like correct I don't like that yeah consent is key I don't like anything about it yeah but yeah. you know people create some things that aren't um desirable yeah but I mean, really, yeah. like, I, I think about a lot, a lot of the times you do think of love as being like this wonderful, amazing thing. But there are times where like it is like Bellatrix and it's not great. So, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And, but also people don't understand, like, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. Sometimes it's hard to love someone else. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Moving on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Thoughts to think. I am interested. We'll definitely to see, be back at that. Yeah, I'm interested to see what all of our listeners think um, about the love room and like what to what extent mm-hmm. do you think um, it is that's in there. I don't like I think that the whole idea of the subservient citizen thing is um, very ministry. But I also I think that that's probably a far, a far fetch. Like, I think that it really is to study love um, in different forms and stuff. But who knows if in the wrong hands Mm -hmm. they could do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's like their purpose, if you know what I mean. I wonder if it's just there's some people I think that are so um, logical and so they take emotions out of everything or people that just mm-hmm. they, they want to know, like, why? Like, they want to know the why about everything. So maybe they're that it started off with like, but like, why would you do that? Like, not not to like jokingly say, like, what is love? But essentially, like, what is love and like, why? Would you do that? Does Why, that, make, does that? Do you understand? I mean, thing? just baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the wall slides back to a halt, and Harry, with a feeling of increasing desperation, pushed the next door open. And he got it right. Finally, hey. he goes. This walls, is walls, it. Walls of prophecies. <laughs> <laughs> He knows it's the right room at once. It's he describes it as it has the beautiful dancing diamond sparkling light. Um, so quote from the book. I have a couple quote from the book just because it's like I just think it's really important to like put yourself in that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as Harry's eyes became more accustomed to the brilliant glare, he saw clocks gleaming from every surface, large and small, grandfather and carriage, hanging in spaces between the bookcases or standing on desks ranging the length of the room, so that a busy, relentless ticking filled the place like thousands of minuscule marching footsteps. The source of the dancing diamond bright light was a towering crystal bell jar that stood at the far end of the room. I didn't know what a bell jar was, so I looked it up and it's literally just a book or something. It's just a bell-shaped glass cover used for, like, delicate objects. So think of the rose from Beauty and the Beast. That's a bell jar. Mm. That's like our, um, we have the Felix Felicius, like, necklace. And it's Mm -hmm. inside. And it's in a little bell bell jar. jar. Yes, exactly. Um, It's also a famous book. The bell jar? Yes. By Sylvia Plath. Thanks, Tiff. You're welcome. So now that Harry knows they're on the right track, his heart is, like, hammering. And he leads the way between all these desks. Um, He's heading for the source of light, as he had in his dream. Um, So the crystal bell jar is actually about as tall as he is on a desk, and it looks like it's full of this billowing, glittering wind. And it must be, like, something pretty striking, because Ginny's like, oh, look, and stops them. So again, from the book, drifting along in the sparkling current inside was a tiny jewel bright egg. As it rose in the jar, it cracked open and a hummingbird emerged, which was carried to the very top of the jar. But as it fell on the draft, its feathers became bedraggled and damp again. And by the time it, beca- by the time it had been borne back to the bottom of the jar, it had been enclosed once more in its egg. So I was trying to figure out like, 
Is there some specific meaning to this? Um, really, it's just like the study of life and death in the time the room. Cycle, you know, like yeah. the cycle of life. Yeah. Um, there is a connection with Hogwarts Unite. If anyone sees that as canon, let's do it. Yeah, I it was Hogwarts United. Am I incorrect? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. In it? Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. It, you know, I'm it's so not. disconnected from it. No, I'm not it's sure. not. It's not <laughs> it's Hogwarts United. United. I think it's Unite. It's one Isn't it letter. Wizards Unite? Oh yeah, where is Wizards <laughs> Unite? Whatever it is. <laughs> Wrong. I'm Squidward. <laughs> I'm Scrudgemere. You're you know, Scrudgemere. It's called Wizards Scrudgemere. Unite. You guys are lame. That game you play on your phone. So in that, and I'm gonna totally butcher this, but I'll try. There's this thing called the Calamity, which is like a big moment of like the Statue of Secrecy being broken. Okay. Is it like a moment in sure. history? I believe the so. Calamity. And a during the calamity in, in September, I mean, there's calamity in Breath of the Wild. In September 2020, <laughs> during the calamity, this hummingbird appears as a foundable, and a foundable. Well, you know what they say: "Wake me up when September ends." Right. I thought it was before you go go. Wake me up when. That's a sad song. That was like my emo jam in high school. Um, The Foundable refers to people, things, and even memories displaced all over the muggle world during the calamity. So I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt, if you will. But then I was thinking, well, maybe like, why is it specifically a hummingbird? So I looked up like symbolism of hummingbirds and it represents. Yeah, that too. They represent small things in life and their meaning. So a hummingbird flying reminds us to enjoy life and simple pleasures. Like the tiny birds seeking the flower's nectar, we should be looking at what's good in life. And the symbolism of the hummingbird is also linked to the idea of eternity and infinity. So this really fits for time room and just life in general. I've only ever seen a hummingbird once in my entire life. And I can tell you when. A hummingbird? I've yeah. seen it once, was too, because with- I missed the one. I was there for that one, but I missed it. But then I saw one, Are too. you serious? Yeah. My mom and sister have feeders. There's, like... I've I've held I held a hummingbird in my hand once because... What? It hadn't had enough to eat. And so um, they need, like, that sugar water. Mm-hmm. And so I was holding it, and finally it got enough strength to, like, pop its little tiny feet. They're so small on the little bird it feeder so, and ate it. 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 So Did you cool. see it on a geranium, Megan? Will you be quiet? <laughs> no, thank God. I saw, I was doing the dishes and there was at our old, one of our old places and there's a window right in front of the sink and I just happened to look up. A hummingbird flew by. I literally like at stopped one of our it, places? Yeah, with ruts. Stopped. They sound like really loud bumblebees. Turned its head, stared into my eyes, and, and then they kept peep. going. It was like That's my so movie. Cool. So I cool. saw one um, at my high school graduation party when we were like <laughs> carrying things in. I, it was in. It was like feeding in a flower on like a tree. It was like a tree that mm-hmm. had flowers on it. They look like know. little trumpet flowers. I had to think yeah. about. It. I'm like, was I there? I was there. I can't. <laughs> like that blows my mind that you have. I've. I've only ever living, seen one. man. God, I mean, so I'm always sure. have hummingbirds. Always. My mom has like four feeders. In Florida. Can I get a feeder on my balcony while they? Yeah, they live in Florida. <laughs> Maybe. 
Their eggs are so teeny. Wow. I'll come down and drink it. Don't worry. You're so I'll fly strange. Down. Come on down. Well, that was cool. <laughs> I like that sound. <laughs> but anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Harry Potter again. So Harry's like instantly fed up. He's like, let's keep going to Ginny because she looked like she just wanted to keep watching this bird, which I don't blame her because it probably looks really awesome. And she points out to him that he dawdled enough by that old arch, <laughs> which is just the greatest foreshadowing to marriage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Dawdled. But she follows along with him anyway. There's only one door past the bell jar. So Harry again is like, this is it. And I don't know, have you ever experienced this? He describes it as his heart is beating so fast he feels like it's interfering with the way he speaks. When mm -hmm. I get like mm -hmm. real passionate or like a, a level of angry where like I my whole body starts shaking, that's how I've felt with that before. I recognize that feeling based on like getting very worked up over something. Yeah, I mean and, like, like being angry and like so upset you can't like talk properly. To the point where like your body's having more of a reaction than yes. your emotions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I yeah. don't associate it with being angry for myself though. I guess I associate it with some big event that I know is just about to happen. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I did that. Uh, an event that I think about is when we did trivia at Wizardly World of Kent. I was so <sighs> worked up. Yeah. I and then that. when we That's stepped on stage. That's I was with LeakyCon. And the mic was in front of me. <laughs> I, I was why. like, oh, this is normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was totally I fine that. after that. It was so wild. It's so wild. Like, you get so amped up before, and then you sit in front of the mic, and it's like, this is familiar. I feel fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. I, I can go either way. It depends on how my anxiety is. Sometimes, like, yeah. if it, I, it might be like my heart's racing so fast that I'm going to, like, I can't stop talking, mm -hmm. um, or I can't speak at all. All right. So Harry looks around at everyone. This is a serious moment. They all suddenly look very serious. They look very anxious. This is the door, according to Harry. It's time. So he pushes it, swings right open, no problem. Um, and they found it. High as a church and full of nothing but towering shelves covered in small, dusty glass orbs. They glimmer dully in the light, issuing from more candle brackets set at intervals along the shelves. Like those in the circular room behind them, their flames were burning blue. The room was very cold. And Hermione reminds him as if he forgot. You said row 97. And they find out that they're around row 53. So they creep forward. They're looking down all these alleys. And the alley, it's so dark in there that, like, the the end of the alley, you almost, like, can't see. It's just, like, That's shrouded crazy in darkness. To me. Yeah. It gives me, like, this, like, I feel cold, like, the room, thinking yeah. about that. Um, so there's little labels under each orb. Some of them are, like, kind of glowy, and others look like blown-out light bulbs. Um, so Harry's, like, listening for mm -hmm. any sound of movement, and he's, like, thinking Sirius could be gagged, he could be unconscious, and then this voice pops in his head that says, or he could already be dead. And Harry instantly is like, no, 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 I would have felt it. I would have already known. Yes. Was that Voldemort? I, th you know what? I thought about that. Was being that like, him being, be like... Dead. Just like, kind of like messing with him. Enticing the panic yeah. and the anxiousness. Yeah. He can't use it that way. I was going to say. <laughs> that Why not? Why? Because that's not how that works. Yeah. 
<sighs> All right, so it's his own anxiety, okay? I'm sorry, Megan. I love you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but can we talk about how hey, that's how anxiety works? Mm-hmm. True. <sighs> What's anxiety? You guys, I have so I many I, fights I I in the shower the in my head. It's unreal. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I come out on top of it every time. <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> I come up. You ever like think about something and then you make up a fake scenario where you're like fighting with someone? Oh, yeah, I, I have. Not, yeah. I think of things like this every single day. I, every I do it day. in the shower sometimes. And let me tell you, I'm real good at verbally sparring when I'm in my own mind. <laughs> let me tell you that I so think I. up fake scenarios in my head every single day. And like, I don't, I don't, I wonder what it would be like for people that can just like shut their brain off. I don't know what that means. I'm always thinking of something. Yeah. I I can't even fathom that that would be real. Like that's how far off I am from thinking that you could actually like not be thinking. (laughs) Always. Everything about how you don't like, there's a time where you aren't thinking. Did you know that there are some people that can't hear their own voice in their heads? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what? wild? They yeah. don't have an internal monologue. <gasps> when I Isn't found that, that out, I was like, what? it's what? super bananas. Lord me. I'm like, how do you test Same. out situations? How do you think? How do you hear how something's going to sound before you say it? Yeah. Whenever yeah. I need an expert opinion, I just ask myself. I say oh. self. <laughs> <laughs> out loud. You're just like in the mirror. Self. Sometimes what would you do today in this I situation? <laughs> There are some times where I do something ridiculous and I'm like, Sarah, or lately I'm like, Sasa, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the whole like oh, internal say, oh monologue gosh. thing really like blew my mind whenever I read that some people didn't have that. I'm like, I question you. Oh, so strange. It's just like the inner workings of human beings and how they differ so much is it's yeah, crazy. We're all, we're all you know, human beings blows my mind. Yeah. So but I will say like, until like the internet and social media and like, even the podcast came around, I was like, God, I'm so weird. Like no one else is like me. And then other people were like, I do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, right. I do that too. Like I'm not alone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's very comforting. <laughs> yeah. If you guys ever want to come to just like an empty mind, you can come visit mine. <laughs> Cause at the end of the night, let me tell you, if I want to think about nothing, I can. And I fall asleep immediately. <laughs> Somebody tell me what that means. What does it mean that I can not think about anything? <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. It means you, know? you don't care. It means you don't care, Megan. <laughs> does it mean I don't care about anything? Probably. <laughs> That's probably accurate. All right. Kat, Kate, you, you, you can go. <laughs> this is like the fourth time we've done this. You just called her cat. Cat. I mean, that's she doesn't my dream, care. So I'd, I'd love to be a cat. You really could be called cat if you wanted to be. I don't think you are. That's I don't see you as a cat, but if you wanted to be cat. Anyway, Harry Potter. He finally reached row 97, this dude. So did we. <laughs> we were walking forever. <laughs> Took a long time to get there. We had to talk about some stuff. Gosh. So they stand grouped at the end of the row. No one's there. And Harry's like, he's right down at the end. You can't see properly from where we are right now. So I think right here, right now, Harry's already doubting. I screwed up. I was tricked. Something. You know what I mean? Like something nagging in the back of his head. So he leads him forward 
And I think it's interesting that it says that some of the glass balls glowed as they passed. Like, is that just like prophecies acknowledging that there's like people that, well, they can't read them though. Cause you can only retrieve it if it's yours. Right. Right. Yeah. But like, maybe they light up when there is a presence by them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It makes me think, it. I don't think this is how it was in the movie, but um, uh, inside out. This is what it makes me think of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This touching all the balls. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that movie so much. It's, it's sadness so is my favorite. We know. She's just so it's just it's a good movie. I it's love a the, great movie. And what I love about that movie is that like it's almost a better movie for adults than mm-hmm. it is for kids. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've I also only seen love- it a couple of times. That it's Phyllis who voices I know. It's <laughs> so good. All right. So I'm going to end my section with what's up, Tiff? No, I just thought about something. <laughs> she was actually a writer for The Office, and then they thought that she would be perfect for that role of oh, playing Phyllis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. heard that off of the, uh, I remember. the Office Ladies podcast, who we were up against. <laughs> I've never seen The Office. Ugh. You've moving on. I can't talk about that with her. Just don't even. I, I don't even think I've seen a full episode. Like, I can at least say I've seen a full episode of Parks and Rec. What's another show you really like? I've seen a full episode of that cap show. New Girl. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. chocolate chip. New Girl. Let's go. Okay. Also, <clears throat> Kayla in the chat said, Katie gets one sentence out and we're on a new train again. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I like, these are the conversations I live for. It's fine. So I'm going to end my section um, reading from the book. So this is poor Harry realizing something's amiss. He should be near here, whispered Harry, convinced that every step was going to bring the ragged form of Sirius into view upon the darkened floor. Anywhere here, really close. Harry, said Hermione tentatively, but he did not want to respond. His mouth was very dry now. Somewhere about here. They had reached the end of the row and emerged into more dim candlelight. There was nobody there at all. All was echoing, dusty silence. He might be, Harry whispered hoarsely, peering down the alley next door. Or maybe he hurried to look down the one beyond that. So he's just like, oh my god, I can just like feel panic and trying to like, not that he wants Sirius to like be tortured or anything, but like. I think that he's. Yeah. I he think also doesn't he's really want to be that person that like dragged all of his yes. friends out there in a dangerous situation. Yes. yes, almost. I don't want to say embarrassed, but kind of all for naught. Yeah, I think yeah. also the fact that like when Harry start or when Hermione says Harry tentatively, yes, um, he's realizing, oh my god, she might have been right. Yes, yeah, and. To him, it's not, yeah, it's not just like, oh, God, I was wrong. Hermione was right. It, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that it is anything to do with that. It's more so what Sarah said. Like, he's so upset with himself for bringing them into this situation. And it's for not for serious. Like, yeah. clearly no they were tricked. To travel to, well, to London. It was you know? super and, dangerous. Yeah. Like what they've just done is super dangerous, but also like how many did they break any actual laws besides just school rules? And he's probably thinking like, I just dragged all of my friends out here for nothing. And I'm going to yeah. get them all in trouble for doing this. Not well, realizing like there's something more serious about to happen. 
I think that he probably does slightly realize that if I got tricked into coming here, what is actually here? Ooh. And I I do think I mean, for yeah, a moment he's like, I could I, think it's I all really of these things. Yeah, like I think that I brought them into a horrible situation. Like this could be really bad. Yeah. 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 Because he knows, I mean, clearly we're on year five of Harry going to Hogwarts. <laughs> these situations never turn out well for him. So, you well, know, technically they do. He, he always escapes. He does always survive. There's that. But, <laughs> but did you die? But did you die? <laughs> I did, actually. I did. I might have came back to life, but that's not that's not here near there. I died. He can't say that yet. Not yet. Later. Soon. Later. Yeah. But yeah, I think Harry's feeling a lot of things right now. Yeah. So Hermione then kind of gently says again that she doesn't think Sirius is there. Harry, uh, he doesn't want to look at his friends. He doesn't understand why Sirius isn't there. Because, um, like, that's where he saw him in his dreams. So he kind of, like, runs up and down, like, the aisles that are close to 97 where they're at. But Sirius is not there, nor does it look like there was anything disturbed from, like, a, if there had been a struggle. Because, um, like, oh, I don't know if Dumbledore actually said that. I was going to say, I don't think Sirius would have gone quietly. Um and so then Ron calls out for Harry uh, and Harry's like, I did, doesn't really want to hear what Ron has to say. Basically, he doesn't want to hear that he was wrong or like maybe they should go back to Hogwarts or anything. So he can kind of feel himself getting hot, like almost like he's embarrassed kind of thing when he's like going um, back because he's walking back towards him. And Ron asks him if he's seen this. And Harry's like, uh, what are you talking about? So like at this, Harry's a little bit more eager to see what Ron is talking about. And um, he's thinking, oh, like, is it a sign that, like, Sirius has been there? So he walks back to row 97. He sees Ron is staring at one of the glowing balls on the shelf. Um, And it turns out it's Harry's because it's got his name on it. Uh, Well, technically, it isn't not on the ball. It's on the shelf. But anyways, here he goes. He sees the glowing, very dusty ball. He has to crane his neck to read the label that was on the shelf right underneath the sphere. And it's got a date on it from about 16 years before. Also, fun fact, when I was reading this, I was <laughs> to myself that because um, it's like pointed out that like he has to crane his neck because Ron is taller than him. And then he like takes it off the shelf. But I'm like, I feel like if you're craning your neck, you really got to reach. Like, did Ron? Ron's not allowed to touch it, right? Or can he cut, touch it? It can only be Harry or, or Baldwin, Harry. right? So like piggyback, you have to pick your freight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, that was just how my brain works. So the little yellow like label says it's from about 16 years ago, which is roughly it is 1980 because it's 1996 now. Okay, so it says on it SPT, like the initials to APWBD. Brian. And then underneath (laughs) it says Dark Lord and question mark in parentheses Harry Potter. I feel like that was written in at the end. <laughs> like it was made and they were like, we don't really know. And then Voldemort was like, no, it's this guy. And so they, the Osbeagles went in there yeah, like, I Harry think, Potter. Like, I mean, as much as, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the actual podcast, but like as much as like, yes, it could have also been Neville. It also couldn't have been Neville because part of no. the reason why Voldemort asked Lily to step aside was for Snape. If you didn't know that now, you blah, know. Blah, 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 blah. But anyways, SPT is Sybil Patricia Trelawney. 
And the other one's Albus, blah, 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 Dumbledore. And if you really <laughs> want to be specific, it's Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore. Say it right. Brian. 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 <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Patricia. So 16 years, it's about 1980. And later on, you hear Dumbledore talk about that night. And it was a cold, wet night where he heard the prophecy from Trelawney at Hogshead Inn. Mm. Um, any hoosies, Harry's just kind of staring at it while Ron asks him, why is your name on that ball pit in the Ministry I of love, Magic? I love Ron. He's like, why is this here? Dude, what? We don't know. I mean, like, it's one of the things I'm like, <laughs> Harry, why is this here? And Harry's like, I don't, I don't know. But like, why is He's his like, name oh, yeah. I forgot I put this on here. a ball yeah, in the really. ball pit at the Ministry of in Magic? the ball pit? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I envision this office. It's like that Chuck E. Cheese ball pit <laughs> that you should never go into. The Ministry ball pit. <laughs> and he points out that his name is, on, is not on any of them. And like, neither are, so like Ron's name is not on any of these balls and neither are the other people that are with them, right? Um, sure. And Brandon's saying those orbs are way cleaner than any ball pit ever was. Amen. They're Legit. very dusty. Like to the point where like it's Dude, said several times how dusty the balls are. You think that these are dirtier than a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit? Like the Heck way it described no. how Harry has to clean it. Like I'd rather like, take put a lot of effort. No, in. Take man. Dust I take dust. Like, dust man. No, no. Hard mm. pass. So Harry kind of reaches out to touch it. <laughs> Hermione tells him she doesn't think he should. Uh, he shouldn't do that. And Harry asks, why not? It's got his name on it. It's about him. <laughs> so Neville then, because like, I feel like he doesn't always speak up a ton. So he's like, don't. He literally is like, don't. Uh, so he agrees with Harry. I mean, Hermione. <clears throat> and Harry goes, and this is quoting from the book. It's got my name on, said Harry, and feeling slightly reckless. That that little part of a sentence describes Harry. Yep. <laughs> and feeling slightly reckless, he closed his fingers around the dusty ball surface. He had expected to feel <laughs> he had expected it to feel cold, but it did not. On the contrary, it felt as though it had been lying in the sun for hours, as though the glow of light within was warming it expecting even hoping that something dramatic was going to happen something exciting that might make their long and dangerous journey worthwhile after all he lifted the glass ball down from its shelf and stared at it <laughs> nothing whatsoever happened. what is wrong with you it's so anticlimactic <laughs> It's like um, Harry says the, the, the first little bit, and then it's a whole paragraph, and it ends at he stared at it, and then the next little blurb starts off with no, what nothing whatsoever happened, and I was like, I need that to be in here because it made me chuckle. <clears throat> so Harry cleans the dust off the ball, and from behind him, he hears the luscious voice of a man say, Ooh. "Very oh. good, Potter. Now turn around nice and slowly and give that to me." Waiting. All right. Lightning bolt. Yes. Round. Pull him. He's excited <laughs> for this round. All right. The ne the first question uh, for the lightning bolt round comes from Vinny. Do you think the Department of Mysteries have a room to study souls slash horcruxes? Mm. I, I mean, don't it know. It would make sense. 
I wonder if that's part of the death room. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is that even like, <laughs> what it's called? The death room. The death chamber is. is what it's chamber. called. Yeah. Which is like kind of terrifying sounding. I don't know. I kind of feel like they would be different because <clears throat> to me, the death chamber is the study of like that uh, veil between Finality. life and death, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe like the afterlife. Whereas the study of souls and horcruxes I mean, if they don't have a room like that, I think that they probably should, especially after all this nonsense with Voldemort that's going to happen. Like, there should be more. Um, they should have studied up on it more so that, like, maybe they could have been prepared for something like this to happen. But I it, think it's more taboo that maybe there's the, the Horcrux, at least, portion of it. Maybe Souls they don't want be people to learn but... about it because just because they're working as an unspeakable doesn't mean you can't. <clears throat> be the type of person that would use this knowledge in an yeah, evil way yes, or a bad way yeah. you know but also like know. locking information away doesn't do <clears throat> us any good compared to no, like you're you're right but like if you think about like knowledge is power but power is also not necessarily a good true bad thing you know it just depends on how it's used yeah so, I mean, if they did, I think only like you'd have to have like a very, very hard, rigorous, um, like selection process for who's allowed to work in there. But even that, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think Horcruxes might, I think you might have said this, but yeah, the taboo part of it. Like, I think it's such a, such a deep, dark piece <laughs> of magic that maybe the wizarding world tries to be like, pretends it doesn't exist. But I think yeah. after Voldemort, it would be smart of them. Yeah. You know, because we shouldn't we shouldn't keep information locked down and key. We should learn from it if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That's my opinion. That's my pepper and opinion. <laughs> I like it. Um, next question comes from Katie. Me. It's not with me. a Y. Which is how you should spell your name. Just I saying. agree with you. Um, which room would have enthralled or entranced you the most in the Department of Mysteries? Like out of the ones that we see in this chapter. Ugh. Time, maybe? Probably, probably I think dead. time, too. Time. Yours just, doesn't surprise me. What? Sarah's choice. I said, honestly, me. it's either between death or the Hall of Prophecies. Which I know we don't technically know that's the name of it, but we do know because we've read the books. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think time. I'm just like, I think also, <clears throat> so like that's a huge conversation with like why a lot of people don't like Cursed Child. But to mm-hmm. me, like, I know that all of the time turners in actually this is the fight that they all get destroyed in. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. they had to be created to begin with. So who's to say that like the unspeakables couldn't have taken the knowledge that they learned studying the time here and made a better, more improved time turner. Um, so I'm now, just, frankly, I'm intrigued if, by that. If I'm, yeah. If I'm going to be a little bit harsh on this whole cursed child thing, I think it is really foolish for people to be like. They destroyed all the time turners. They could never blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Technology is always changing. Yeah. Why wouldn't they take something and try and make it better? That's what we've done throughout history. Hello. They have, wait, they have, in, in Cursed Child, they find, it's Theo's, 
Theonaut has a time turner, correct? And that's how they get it. And that's how it gets to the ministries. It's taken yes. from him, correct? So like yes. it make to me, it makes sense because he like, if, if you, he's from a pure blood family. Right. And like, if the Malfoys, I feel like in the books are like, Oh, they live in a manor. They have all of this money. Like they're all powerful and people equate money to be power. How do we know that he might not like his family who made the first, I almost mm-hmm. called it a horcrux, right. who made the first time turner. We have no mm-hmm. idea. It could have been a not family thing. So we might've had the original time turner anyway. So like, what if the original one is the most powerful one? Any, like we don't know. True. Yeah, I agree. Um, next question comes from Rosie. Where do we think Voldemort was operating this from? Was he planning on showing up before things went south? Or do you think that he came what because things south? went south? Like because the order showed up, because this turned into a battle. <laughs> do you think he always planned to show up? Yes. Yes. I think he planned to show up to kill Harry. Okay. Um, and I th- honestly, like, I think for him, if just because the order is there, he, I, he doesn't care in the sense of like, oh no, the order's <laughs> here. More so, True. like, okay, more people for me to like kill, basically. get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, he doesn't know it, but no, nobody in the order can kill him anyway. But um, yeah, no, I think that probably once Harry took it off the shelf, somebody pushed their dark mark and. Yeah, called him. He was on his way. But didn't he need the prophecy? Like, would he have just showed up to kill Harry? Didn't he need the prophecy to know whether he could kill Harry or not? Well, I think he would try and kill Harry regardless. I mean, he's been trying to do that anyway. That's true. Um, But yeah, so he he needed the prophecy for the information. But if we we, it would be silly of us for to think that he would just take it and go rather than try and, you know, kill Harry like he tried to do in the first place. Right. Many times. Correct. Quit monologuing, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. I mean, it works out in Harry's favor, so. True. Um, Next question comes from Jenny. Do prophecies magically appear in the Department of Mysteries when they're made by someone, or how do you think it works? I always wondered this. Hmm. I I kind of envision them appearing. You know how there's like What do you do with it? You know how there's how like a book at Hogwarts that writes down mm. kids' names? Yeah, what it's if like an automatic. What if there's just like this room full of blank prophecies? It's like a blank ball spheres. thing. They just shoot down the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like in like um, inside out. Yeah, inside out. It's like bing. Here's a new one. And they have to go file <laughs> it on the bong, shelf. Bing bong. Yep. I like that. How it just like appears otherwise... and then they have to go file it. Yeah. Yeah. So so pulling off of that, so do we think that um, Trelawney's prediction in Prisoner, is that is in there. there too? Yeah, totally. Here's my, wait, so are you saying like, I, I do this, I make a prophecy, it's real, whatever. It pops up at the ministry? Yeah. yeah. Now here's my question. What if I'm traveling and I'm not in my home country and I make a true prophecy? I'm just thinking, does it pop up at the ministry? Or is it going to pop up at ours? I bet it pops up. I bet it pops up at the ministry of where you are. Okay. That would be So everybody guess. has a department of mysteries department? Yeah, I bet. Things and such? <clears throat> yeah. I cannot remember what to say. <laughs> <laughs> the department of things and such. I mean, I would assume that there's like a department Stop of mysteries at the candy. French Ministry of Magic. I want 
want chocolate. Not candy. <laughs> um. Yeah. Chocolate's not candy. Chocolate is candy. Chocolate is chocolate. Candy mm. is candy. I understand that, but it, it yeah, is technically under the realm of sweets. No. Well, yeah, but that's not. We, I didn't <laughs> but say it's, sweets. I agree. It's she. not candy. It's chocolate. I hear that. I hear that. <clears throat> Yeah. May I what? refer to my meat pie conversation? <laughs> <laughs> you joke on it. <laughs> now all I want is chocolate. Right. Yeah. I'm chocolate. moving on to the next question. <laughs> It'll literally be death by chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not candy, candy, candy. <laughs> May I what? refer to my meat pie conversation? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like, honestly, Katie and I are salty about that conversation. Um, We talk about it, like, quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Can you refresh me? Because I don't remember 100% what we said. We're just because, like, people are like, because we said that America doesn't really have, like, meat Meat pies. pies. And they're like, what about chicken pot pie? And I'm like, no, it's not the same thing. (laughs) It's not the same thing as what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, steak and ale pie, like, I mean, British meat pie. See, but in my head, I, my head, it's saying the same thing. It's like saying, it's like saying a Snickers and just a piece of chocolate aren't both chocolate. No, they are, but they're like, no, but that's Snickers. Like, no, but they're both chocolate. That's how I envision they're both meat pies. The chicken pot pie and a meat pie is both. They're both meat pies. Yeah, they're different. <laughs> well, yeah, I say chocolate. Are you saying? Are you saying like a meat pie is like? A Snickers and a chicken pot pie is like a Skittles. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Skittles and meat pie. So like they're both sweet, but like they're both sweets, but one's a candy to me and one's a chocolate. Yeah. No. I love you all. All right. Next no, question. No. Hard no. Hard next- candy. <laughs> <laughs> next Beach question it. comes from Sam. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, this kind of matches what we're talking about now. What's our favorite pod tangent or side train? All None of them. them. I hate side every train. single one of them. <laughs> I've never heard that before. What? <laughs> Bane of my existence. A side train? Yeah. You know how like that meme guess, that Jess made where it's like the freeway like and Swish is veering to the right side off the exit, you know? Yeah, but there's not a train in that. I don't even I know get what you mean by that. I've just never I've never heard that phrasing that phrase like a side train. This this conversation is my favorite <laughs> side train. But I'm thinking, I mean, if you're saying you're getting sidetracked track like a train is on tracks. True. Yeah. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I love them all. Yes. Anything no, pertaining to Mrs. Norris. Geraniums. Geraniums. <laughs> Geraniums. I know that's the most recent, I love, but... I love that someone found on Megan's and Katie's Instagram <laughs> that it says, we hate geraniums. And I almost commented, and I was like, Are, do you both hate them? Or does Katie I gotta have say, something to say? The Swishers came through, and they're like, um, Katie never said that she hated them. So Meg's putting words in my mouth. Katie has admitted to me though that she does dislike (gasps) geraniums. I told you I understand why you dislike them. Here's my thing. I think it's. I'm not saying it's not fine to hate a flower. Break up a marriage. Strong emotion for a flower. (laughs) We're like, I don't like. I don't like pansies, but I don't hate them. Sarah, 
I have strong emotions. I can't help this. Yeah, clearly. I hate you things. You can turn them off And I night. love things. And when I love things, I really love them. And when I hate them, I really hate them. It's just who Megan is. I will also say that in my Instagram profile, I did this first, the day that we talked about them, and I changed it to geraniums are my favorite. <laughs> Everybody sends Sasa some geraniums. But really, roses are my favorite flowers, which I know is actually kind of super cliche. But Hey, roses whatever. are cool. It's good. All right. Roses next question. Red. Violets are blue. Is also from... If I had your face, I'd be in a Sarah. <laughs> We're never getting through this episode. Um, Sarah asks if you saw. No, I didn't. What? I said, no, I didn't. I was like, why are you? I love how Megan's like, wait, what? No, man. What? Yeah, so Sarah said, no, I didn't. Oh, my God. If you're still here, thank you. A different Sarah than Sarah O'Malley. There only be one Sarah. Here's what like I've never said in my entire life because there's always more than one. <laughs> oh my god! All right, if you saw a prophecy with your name on it, would you want to know what it said or would you leave it alone? I want to know. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Really? No. What? Oh no could, no no! You can live just not knowing. Know. Oh, I would yes. need to know. I'd have to know. I need to know. No. I need to know. No, I don't live my life. No. I whatever. Know if that's whatever comes, shall come. I, I don't think I. I think you'd want to know. No, yeah, I Tiff, think you'd want to know. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have that kind of personality you think you do. What? Text it in the chat. Your face is in the chat. I mean, it literally is <laughs> it's right there in the corner. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I, I would want to know, but that's me. Um, next question, last, next and last question is from Mia. Have any of y'all ever felt the growing panic Harry does as he realizes he done messed up? Wait, say you that done again. messed up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you, did you, have you ever felt that growing panic that Harry's feeling at this moment when he realizes he messed up? Oh, every day of my life. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I panic all the time. Um, but yes, yeah. a couple, Actually, yeah. a couple, couple of times. In my yes. Life. This time every Maybe. year for the past three years. Yeah. Taxes, a couple man, times. it gets me very nervous. <laughs> and then I keep seeing people do reels about taxes and they're like talking to the IRS and they're like, okay, so like, do you know how much I have to pay? And they're like, no. And then they're like, oh, I figured out on my own. And then you tell them, they're like, no, but that that's the wrong number. And you're like, then why couldn't you have just told me in the beginning? They're like, we can't do that. Like, that's how I feel about it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I have also felt that in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's all we got. We got so, bingo. Bi- Mia got bingo. Mia got which bingo. means Ravenclaw freaking crushed it today. Really? Three hundred and forty points. House cup goes to Ravenclaw. You want to know why? I'm wearing my house sweatshirt. 
That's why. I feel like they cheated. I don't really know how or why I'm no, feeling we're that just way. The best. But I think they did. Bill Raven. <laughs> you can caw caw your way on out of here. It was second. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Not were we also, third? Boo. Uh, probably because not? there are no Gryffindors barely. Sam's here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is Sam the only Gryffindor in the I, chat? Patia. Oh, and Pesha. Sam. Patia and Sam. My people. Sorry, we went at everything else. You know, we got to give you guys a break. Um, guys, Slytherins literally never cheat, so I don't know what you're talking uh, okay. about. Okay, lying is a, um, is a sin. Barf. Hold on. All right, uh, are we? Is it time yeah, for the fan story? Let's do it. It is. Get ready. This I'm comes ready. from the one, the only Brandon Prime. Oh. <gasps> Uh-huh. <laughs> is this a super secret it's one? Time. Yeah, it's in the it's it not time. in here. Where nope. is it? It was sent to me in a doc. So I'm reading it without you anyone else being able to read along. Secret secrets. <laughs> also, I hope I say your last name right. So here we go. Hi, my name is Brandon Seaball. But you, you can call right. me Brandon Prime Nodnarb. Bra Alexander yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> Brandon Phantom, Hamilton. Mr. Raven Clossum, Eric Munch, about a million other nicknames, or just Brandon. I am a proud <laughs> member of the best house, TM, Ravenclaw. Heck, yes, TM. you are. Although I'm almost going to kick that. you out today because it looked like you left on your own accord. <laughs> change the locks on you. We still love you. Insert, <laughs> insert caca gif here because. <laughs> That's her signature. Insert it. <laughs> Insert it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. here we go. I was obsessed with Harry Potter since the day I opened Sorcerer's Stone just after it had come out. I was nine at the time, so it was extremely easy to relate to the characters as they were only a couple years older than me. My best friend and I would have sleepovers on the weekends where we would do nothing but read whatever books were out, watch the movies, and speculate on what was coming in the next book. We had some wild theories. That was literally mm-hmm. my favorite part about growing up with the fandom was mm-hmm. like speculating Thriving with within that. Yes. So best. I even dressed as Hagrid with a friend of mine as Harry for the premiere of the last movie. Good times. Awesome. This series <laughs> provided me with some very happy memories, but Harry Potter has also provided me with an escape from reality when I needed it most. I was bullied relentlessly at school and I had a particularly terrible trauma. I won't say what to save you from the trigger warning. Just before the release of the first book, growing with Harry helped pull me through a lot of tough times. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I fell away from the fandom for a few years in my mid-twenties. I would still watch the movies from time to time, but never picked up the books. Ironically, I needed the books more than ever at that time. I was struggling a lot during these years. My grandpa passed away, the first death of someone really close to me. I was struggling with my sexuality and many other things that made my depression horrible. It eventually landed me in a mandatory 72-hour lockdown in a mental hospital when my friends and fiancé feared for my safety. My, my, my wife brought me Sorcerer's Stone the first day I was in there, and for whatever reason, it brought me back to, quote, normal. There was just something about these books that made everything calm. Fast forward to fall of 2019. I hit one of my lowest points since being hospitalized in that mental institution back in 2012. I was literally on the brink of, 
well, you know. And when something in my head told me to listen to Harry Potter, I did a quick search on Spotify and Swish and Flick popped up. Here's where you four come in. I was hooked all over again. It was like being pulled into the pensive and reliving all my Potter memories, but with the added twist of an adult perspective. I listened to about three episodes a day with my drive to and from work. I even listened to 20 episodes one weekend on a drive to and from Missouri from Texas. That's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. <laughs> it's a darn good thing my wife likes Harry Potter or she may have thrown my phone out the window. <laughs> but yeah, I'm obsessed. Okay, so here's the part of the story where I get sappy and I apologize. Don't apologize. <laughs> well, I'm crying, so <laughs> literally says this all the time. Don't apologize. Mm -hmm. No apologies. Yes. It may sound silly, but Swish changed my life. It was the first place I truly felt safe to be 100% myself. Swish even helped me do the hardest thing I've ever done and come out publicly. <laughs> he then said, you don't have to read this, but I'm going to anyway. But I have to give a special shout out to Megan, Katie, and the prefix for that. You four have literally changed my life. Heck, you helped save mine. Swish and Flick is the real time is the real time life Hogwarts because it is always there to welcome me home. Much love, Brandon. P.S. If you're hearing this and debating if joining Patreon is worth it, I will tell you it is. The Discord alone is worth the price of admission and then some. Brandon! Oh. I'm gonna like have tears myself, <laughs> Tiff. <laughs> I, I had just... like a legit emotional day and that was <laughs> <sighs> yeah for real um firstly I'm I mean I think <sighs> I think Brandon knows how we all feel about him but yes you're amazing um I'm glad that you are not in that dark place that you once were you know we're all here for you you know that we I Swish wouldn't be the same without you. I don't know what else to say. No, not at I all. But just, that. I'm just so grateful that you searched and found our right? podcast. Like, yeah. it would not be the same without you. Life is wild, no. and yeah. I think that I can speak for everyone when I say that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not laughing. <laughs> all emotional i know like cry. i know that you you said that like we mean a lot to you but you really have no idea how much you mean to us as well mm -hmm. so like i don't know we love you we love you so much we love we i mean we say it all the time we literally have the best listeners and and we really really do yeah and and yeah. stories like this where like yes he's a listener but he's also a friend correct yes. this is like why we love what we do is because um we we would never would have as much for you it. as it is for us and to hear that like yeah we just have we have a great group of humans um yeah it's just you guys are amazing and i love you brandon to think so that like started this i'm so it's, happy it's, we started this podcast i know like it's just to think that to think that like me katie and sarah going to dinner for my birthday turned into the four of us getting together to talk potter that turned into us starting a podcast that turned into this amazing community that turned into us having all of these incredible friends all across america all across the world like it like i i mean i know that some people might listen to us say these types of things and be like they're full of bs but like genuinely 
we are it's just (laughs) (laughs) like it just like it it really like it is what it is like this this podcast means the world to us and i don't know sometimes if people truly get that um so i think that we're so different from I'm not going to say all, but most podcasts, it's like, it's not just us talking to each other and talking at you. You are all very much a part of this now. You know, that may, mm-hmm. that was the case at the beginning, but there was, there was some point where everything mm-hmm. yeah. just changed and mm-hmm. it's literally, it's not just the podcast anymore. Yeah. It's like, I, it, it is a community. It's a community of well, and I think that, you know, at least I can say for me that I've always worried about, like, I want to make sure I, I leave some type of, like, goodness in the world and having this where I'm the type of person where, like, I know I struggle with, like, my own mental health and, like, de- I wouldn't say depression, but yeah. And I just want to make sure that people don't feel alone and don't feel sad. And um, I'm just grateful that, like, me being a crazy human being that can't stop laughing at immature <laughs> <laughs> makes other people laugh and that's all i want to do in life is to make sure like other people like that's that's especially in these sad episodes where we're getting to like one of the saddest yeah. parts in the book where like harry's gonna lose someone so important to him mm-hmm. and we always talk about like in every single one of those episodes like we always find something to laugh at and yeah. that's that's one thing like that's something i try to strive for in my <laughs> <laughs> in my life um i i that's something i'm grateful that people find this and they're like i couldn't stop laughing and it helped me on a bad day that's all i want um so like there are people out there that don't like to listen to us and that's okay we're not for you and we're not for everybody um but if you like bad jokes <laughs> and laughing at inappropriate things then yeah. you're for us and we love you this is also uh, the second story he sent in, and I told myself I would not read the first until I finished reading the second. Um, I don't know if he wants me to read that out loud, so I will not at this time. But I do know that he sent pictures of his family, and it was it's very cute. It it's um okay, so like yeah, Katie, I knew that Brandon had sent us two stories, and um like. I just kind of like glanced through the first one uh, when he sent the second. Because we try not to read them until like the we time. do try not to read them yeah. until we are um, r- until we are reading them on the pod again. But um, just like reading his first story that he sent us, it-, it was just so touching because it was it was really before we got to know Brandon. Yeah, like he sent that story mm-hmm. before we really like actually got to know uh each other and it just made me smile yeah agreed. So. so i can't wait to go back and read it for myself yeah as long as he's okay with it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah brandon you rock love we you, love you. Brandon. thanks for being part of the best house and we won this episode <laughs> like we should win every episode that's what i oh don't agree with <laughs> i don't agree <laughs> get out this is the ravenclaw episode the door is there hey <laughs> slytherin's still in first place for cups we so. got third because you always tied for second that's because you're probably playing cups like we are helping you like you're what's his name joey 
Well, you haven't gotten there yet, so. Will you not spoil things? I'm sorry. I just realized that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It gives nothing away, realistically. Tell me a joke. (laughs) Okay, ready? Yes. What was Hermione when she married Ron? A hitched witch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I told you they're not all great. I told you they're not all good. Look at what I wrote. Sarah. Sarah, you're bad news. <laughs> all uh, right. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Peachers Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's because I literally can never read it like a normal person. There you go. Well, if you just say O'Malley. Well, I pronounce it as O'Malley. That's how I would like it to be pronounced. O'Malley. O'Malley. Sigh. I'm okay with that. That's how people think when they're like, oh, well, Mally, again, laughing at dumb things. <laughs> Want to talk about me? No. Hmm. Go for it, Tiff. What am I doing? Recording this podcast, currently. <laughs> Recording the Padawan transmissions. What's that? Go listen if you like Star Wars. Only on Spotify. Much like this podcast. Uh, what else am I doing? Megan and I are playing Pokemon. We are. Katie, well, Katie's playing it with me as well. So it's technically the three of us. I think you went a little wild, though, the other day. How far are you? Um, where are we? We we just got to Lavender Town. We're in Lavender. Yeah. Holy Moses. This means nothing to me. You're like, come on, Tiff. Let's go. Yeah, we're about no, to go to the No, it is not a race. This is, this is for enjoyment. All day. We're about to go to the saddest Pokemon storyline ever. Yeah, All true, day. true. All day, son. All day, son. Oh, my God. I love him. I just picture oh, him like going in and out of the coffin. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> I like when you're trying to drunkenly say um, the eulogy, the agliography. <laughs> That's you. I know. Like, I would be sober not being able to say the word. Gigliography. <laughs> like, wasn't it Ecclesiastes? Is that what I was supposed to read at my grandma's funeral? My dad jokingly oh, said it wrong. God. And so I was practicing saying it, and then I started saying it incorrectly, on pur- <laughs> like not on purpose. I was like, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to say it wrong. I said it all right, though. Ecclesiastes. What else am I doing? Yes, Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not say that before? No, I, that's but that's how my dad jokingly said it to me, yeah. and then I had it in my head. Oh, man. My dog is crying. It's time to go. I got to talk faster. Um, I don't know. I'm working out. I started that Court of Thorns and Roses book. I'm on chapter... Three. I, thought, so, I was gonna guess two. Fun fun fact. So she started reading it and I've already read the first two again. I play video games. I do other things. I'm um, not judging you. Also found out that we are moving to hybrid 
for school. I, I thought you were going to say that you were moving. I was like, me too. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, News what a way to find out. <laughs> I'd like to think you'd tell us like no, that recording. I wouldn't tell you at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> I would show up at the house. Knock, 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 no, you, know? you get no address. <sighs> um, yeah. So we're going to move to hybrid. So I, people want to know what that looks like. Guess what? I have no idea. Dusty would like to know is hybrid where you wave at bread. <laughs> I wish. Hi, bread. Wheat. Wheat. That's all. <laughs> I don't know bread. I don't know. Wheat. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite tangents. <sighs> uh, so, yes, I am playing Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. We're on Lavender Town. Um, I just caught a cubo. What color towns are They're there? like my fave. What? What color towns? Like, is there a pink town? No. no, I don't know why it's. I don't called know. Lavender. Yeah, I don't know why it's called Lavender Town. Oh. The one before is it there lavender? Is... is there like lavender blooming around it? No, I'll look for oh. you and let you know. It's like ghosty. <laughs> it is ghosty. There's Ghosts ghost. might like to be toasty with some lavender. Oh wait, True. is lavender it colors? Tea? Oh my god, there is cerulean. Oh, and vermilion. <gasps> oh my god. My life is changed. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy crud. Oh my god. I never knew this. They're all colors. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> colors. I wish, I wish Tiffany was here to, to I see know. all of this. I know. Oh, man. Um, all of the colors are woods. Professor Oak. Oh, wait, all the doctors. Oh, my God. All the colors. There's pewter wood. <laughs> it, it's cerulean blue. I think yes. that was my favorite color crayon when oh, I was yep. a kid. It was God, I love cerulean. It's I made beautiful. fun of Meg because she I called it. I used to it call it curline. Curline. Yeah. <laughs> curline. 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 The most beautiful color of blue I ever saw. Um, <laughs> what else am I doing? Uh, my best friends down in Florida just moved away, so that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to the Brookharts. I love them so much. I already miss them, and they're adorable little baby Jamesy. Um, I can't wait to see them again in June. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to read. What am I reading right now? I'm reading Thunderhead, which is the second Scythe book, and it is very good. So, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy. What am I doing? Oh, and I booked a flight for my dad to come down and visit because we're all going to be fully vaccinated soon. Um, okay. And he feels comfortable traveling. Um, Lots of pressure. Except, yeah, I am feeling a lot of pressure because my mom loves Florida so much and really wants to live here. And my dad wants nothing to do with that idea. So my job is to convince him Florida is amazing. And I'm like, Mom, this is terrifying. And she's like, just be yourself, honey. I'm like, okay, Mom. (laughs) Tiffany's back. And Mm. did you know that the towns and the Pokemon things were all colors? I mean, a lot of them, yeah. No, no, they all, all are. Megan, Canto. Megan and, no, Megan they and all Katie are. didn't know. In they Canto, all are. And she also thought when she was a child that Cerulean was called Cruline. Cruline. 
No, Curleen. 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 So I'm saying Curleen. Curleen. That's weird. Curleen. Here we are thinking Tiff uh, would really enjoy this conversation. She's I know. like, what She's else, like, bro? She doesn't care. Well, I realized how bad I had to pee, and then I was like, oh, I have to end the podcast, so I had to come back down. Did you yeah. go? No. I still got to go. <laughs> oh, my God. You were up there for like five minutes. Fozzie peed. Katie. What? Go. And I ate pepperoni. <laughs> that sounds I good. pepperoni. <laughs> Love what am I doing? I'm also we're co-playing Pokemon. Me too. Um, like co-parenting, we are co-parenting Pokemon. Co-parenting our Eevees. Um, our team is sick. Our team is sick. Who's it on? Is. Get them some medicine. Who is your? Who do they need your party? Currently, Ivysaur, <laughs> Charmander, <laughs> War Turtle, okay. Pidgeotto, mm-hmm. and Pikachu. Do they get Rocky? Are you playing with Rocky? You got some holes in that team. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Like what, okay. girl? Like what? We are missing something, but Tiffany's you know, got herself right. a Rocky. Oh no, you don't. You fought a Rocky. We need. We don't have a rock or a ground. I already. I already. Well, but those rock types. and ground suck. <gasps> yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiffany was like, "Rocky's a dumb name." I go, "Okay, what's its real name?" Geo dude. Okay. It's <laughs> basically okay. rock man. She's like, what's that rock with arms? <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather have Rocky. Rocky um, too. They modeled that Pokemon off my uh six. They oldest. did not. No. They did. Yeah, they did Get out. actually. Get out. <laughs> um about forearm strength of Popeye. Honestly, yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. Um, I only have like a week left of my workout program i have to pick something new which is kind of crazy you should do a workout involving my trampoline that i got oh my god oh <laughs> what not, are you gonna do i'm not allowed what are you to doing have lift trampolines more right now i actually think i'm gonna do that after i'm done yeah I, I d- i'm doing lift four right now but i don't know because this is this one i'm doing right now is so intense i i think that i would might I might be bored if I go back to something that's not as crazy. But my body, I think, needs a break. <sighs> Mia, no, I do not want to do Insanity. I'll do another program with do, you. But <laughs> I do no. not want to do Insanity. Um, oh, gosh. I heard it's insane. Yeah. Anything Sean T will just literally yeah. crush you. I think he's the one I think that's really hot, right? Oh, he definitely is. He and his husband I mean, there's, both. There's multiple human beings I think are really hot. <laughs> I need a spin bike. Oh, I know. I could give a shout out to Chrissy's new podcast. So if anyone doesn't know, Chrissy is my BFF and we do friends watching friends together. <coughs> and she just started a new podcast called Voyage Fix. It's Voyage and then a semicolon and fix. So she talks. She's a big time traveler, a big time cooker, a big time uh, foodie. So she's talking about places she's traveled and places she likes to eat and things that she's cooking. It's just like a whole melting pot of all that stuff. So she just started. So if you like starting at the beginning of new pods, now's the time to jump on. It's just for a feel good fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. You guys Her first episode is about Cleveland. Yeah. What, Sarah? Never been. Have you ever heard of, <laughs> or do you remember Voyage the Mimi? <laughs> ben Affleck's in that. Like I do a, not remember that. They made us. They made us watch it when we were um, 
in grade school. <clears throat> I don't want to do, do talk unless you're done, Katie. I'm I, done. I'm, I feel like I interrupt you every five seconds. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> um, what have I done in the past week since recording? I finished um, A Court of Silver Flames <laughs> in three days. Uh, I won't, obviously, because there's still people reading it. We'll just say this. I think it's my favorite book. I cried. That means nothing because I cry reading most books. Um, and like, I mean, I had to like take a shower. I was crying so much. I think because like. What? The reason I say this is because of this. So like I haven't had because I'm pretty sure there's more books in this series. Right. And it's been a very long time since I've gotten hooked on a book series that's not finished. So my body's not used to. Ha- not having all of the books so i don't know because there's still more i like tried trying i was trying to like figure out from like the internet i'm like how many more books are there gonna be because like someone like oh it's only tr- a trilogy and i'm like well that's obviously not true because there's another book so um i just was sad it was over <laughs> so then i had to go back and read the first two um so i did that as well but i did Is that it, while I was there's only two out yeah no so it's there's a okay i'm gonna get this wrong there's a court of thorns and roses is the first book okay then it's a court of mist and fury a court of wings and ruin then there's like a little like so it's called like 3.1 so then it's a court of uh (laughs) frost and starlight i think and then the newest one that literally just came out last tuesday um is a court of silver flames <clears throat> and now that I now that my the tech stuff that I had to do and other adult things I had to really get done, I can now read again. So I'll be finishing my other because I have three other books that four other books, three, four. I don't know. Four books, three books that I'm like in the middle of that. I'll at least finish two of those. And for Lent, you gave up. I did. OK, so here's the thing. So I gave up buying books for Lent because I purchased way too many. Um and I technically broke that day one of Lent because oh my, gosh. my copy of Court of Silver Flames was supposed to be at my house on Tuesday. It got delayed. Wasn't super worried about it because, you know, there was a huge snowstorm everywhere, basically. So it was supposed to then it was like, oh, you're going to get it on Wednesday. But then I was like, oh, it's not coming till like late Wednesday. Um, and we were doing something. I was over at your house for something. We were doing something Swish related, I think. No, we were recording. We were recording for Padawan, and mm. um, so then I was like, oh, "I'm like, I could buy the ebook." So I bought the ebook version so I could start it. <laughs> uh, so technically, day one of Lent, I bought a book. But does it count if I already bought it? Also, if I reread <laughs> these books, but the very first time I read was like three months ago, does that count against or count for my Goodreads, like? book for the year a lot of people on my instagram said yes but i said i yes. think it, but I, yes i don't know if i'm being honest because i read it so like i literally i think i read it in like october or november i think it's so soon um i i won't count it but i really honestly i really i know there's a lot of like there's a people on the internet that like are diehard fans um and there's also people that don't really care for this book series i really liked them um and this last one was my favorite and i'm excited for tiffany i want her to read faster so i could talk to her about it but at the same time i understand that she actually has a real life and i don't (laughs) (laughs) um and also clearly like i read the very first book in less than 24 hours so like i get 
that not everyone reads that fast. But again, I don't have a lot. So I'm excited to continue to read my TBR, my to be read list, because it's very large. So, yeah, that's my life story. I'm reading books and that's about it. I got nothing else going on besides work. I'm going to have soup days this weekend. Want to read <laughs> so bad. Love how you're like, but, I have nothing going on. And I'm making soup. <laughs> make it, make it. But some we just soup. got a uh, new patio furniture that was specifically, and in my mind, good for reading in. And I can't wait to sit out on the porch, read some books. Awesome. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm gonna plant my butt in one of those chairs one of these days. I like. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all of these books I have now because I have nowhere to put them. Eventually, you will have a home with a shelf. I I think I won't ever. <laughs> yeah, you will. But right now, I'm going. Nothing's changing. Stop buying books. You can buy a house <laughs> <laughs> or an apartment. Not all of the books were bought by me. Some of them were gifted. I don't know why I said it like that. Gifted. But I literally, I think I should. We'll see. We'll see how long these books last me. I'll say it that way. I wonder if I'll make it to the end of Lent without with finishing this whole thing. I don't think I'll, but who knows? I don't know. I think, think there's at least 10 books. That's oh my on gosh. my dresser. That is on my like new to be read list, you know? Okay. Yeah. I feel books, you. man. Books. Books, books. Let's buy some books. Let's talk about books. I like books. Okay. I know exactly what this is for because someone wrote it in. This is for Matt and <laughs> Jimmy and the love shack <laughs> beautiful love shack baby love, love shack, shack baby. baby love shack baby love shack yeah you're welcome everyone so that concludes this week's episode get ready for next time thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down <gasps> amazing we are going to adhere to the rules of not saying his name Ooh, that's fun that's not saying what's name what are you out of your skull are you i'm really glad the dark lord bev put that in the end (laughs) can we do you think we can say the dark lord or do we have to do like the dark lord i think megan can because she's a slytherin and we know they're all evil if i'm a Um, slytherin then i can just say voldemort (laughs) i don't think his followers say his name either because he's like the dark lord my name out of your mouth did they just mute us out no No, i was whispering we didn't announce when the hangout i'm doing it right now was That's okay. Wait, Maybe it would have just been the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.